Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. True. You, <laughs> this is true. Mishabi laughs. Sometimes tacos can get between families, you know? <laughs> get serious. They are, they, they're real good. We're recording, by the Boo! <laughs> That me and mom like that, that Courtney and Megan don't like. Right. Like Star Wars, Star Wars or mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know, the good stuff. Uh, Marvel. 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 Well, they, they, do, they, they, do, they do Marvel. Yeah, yeah but like. No, so, you the problem. Oh, dang. You the problem. 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 No, we do, we do Marvel. We all, we all do Marvel, despite that. Uh, but. She, you know, uh, as a kid, she took me to my first Star Wars movie, you know, so we've been fans ever since, you know, uh, so that's why, that's, that's a tradition between me and her. Right. That we always go. Right. So. Folks, y'all can't tell we got guests uh, <coughs> today. As we've been promising the Moms Podcast. The Moms in the uh, building. Yes. We're going to get to this introduction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, folks? This is we ain't found now. Yes. We ain't, we ain't found nothing. Wow, you can't even say shit. No. We ain't found shit. <laughs> I ain't never scared. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm around, so you know. Oh my god. Let's get to these folks. Start with the folks you know and then the folks you know. You know what it is, it's your boy, this one, this that one, I'm Your boy, AJ, DJ Scratchy, the Negro that does this. I don't know if I can. DJ Scratchy, DJ Scratchy, mama, that's right. The Negro Okay, I'm just saying. Brotherhood. Okay. Ooh. 
Ah, yes. Turn it up. But, uh, <laughs> you just messed up the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll start again because I want to hear the itchy okay. scratchy thing. I do too. Had to be wrong. Wow. I'm going to repeat myself. Negro to African. Uh-huh. You know what it is? Uh, <laughs> what are you going to say? Ace Court. <laughs> Be safe out there. Be safe. Oh my goodness. Yo, this is uh, <laughs> this, this is uh, Carl, uh, aka mm. uh, R&B Drop by, mm. aka R&B Charleston. What's up? Ooh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has to grab the mic. This here is the light skin guy. I like to see them levels go up, baby. In the building. <laughs> that was. <laughs> You are so funny. Isn't it? Uh-huh. It's hilarious. Let's do a little, little something when I can, you know. <clears throat> oh, I'm Martha, and I'm Court and Carl's mother. Yeah. 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 Mom Dukes. And, uh, and uh, I'm no leeway. Uh-oh. And uh, we don't know if Mashambe is nah, you know, the Mishambe. light-skinned guy's we mom. We have not done a DNA test yet. Oh. <laughs> <Wow>. Bombshell podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this just went to another level. <laughs> I think she stole him from the hospital, you know. But it's been so long, who cares now? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a whole thing to start all over and find out. Yeah, I'm some Antoine Fisher stuff. I'm still here. But I'm not doing all that. Mom, Miss Taylor. Who are you? Oh my God. Yeah, we'll just go from there. So, this will be an interesting one. Uh, yeah, I want to uh, just start with a disclaimer. Anything that my mom says that I am, have done, will mm. do, will be, mm. is absolutely false. <coughs> she <laughs> is not right in the head. Mm. <gasps> you did not say that. I wow. I did. I did. I did. Trouble. You're so full of shit. Literally the second time she was in it. And probably yeah. the last. Yeah. Let's get it. <laughs> Oh it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, it's gonna be a great time. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Okay. So, uh, oh, how, how, how do we say we're gonna set it off? Um, we can get into some, you know, current, current events. Yeah, 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 yeah. Things that are popping right now. Are y'all nervous around y'all's mind? I ain't scared no. of nothing. <laughs> no, no. I'm a G Triple O G. We can talk about um, what's the name? Old girl, the. Uh, Shot homeboy in his apartment, oh, and then she walking around like she ain't did nothing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> On a, a paid administrative leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to move out of her apartment. That was the last thing I saw on it. Yeah, was I, she you know, down. There's also the, the the smear campaign that they're doing against against, uh, against him. The fact mm-hmm. that they found you know weed in his system, so he still shot him. I mean, you know, no, it's I like, thought they said it was just in the apartment. And then, no, from what I read, they said that they found it in his, in his system and, oh, wow. and in his apartment. And also, it's like because <laughs> we test the victims. Too, like, seriously, but why are they not going uh, going after her? Why are they not? Checking her background and everything else. So why are they not searching her apartment? You they know, know what it is. I already know. Closing ranks. So that's the part that's frustrating. Yeah. 
Um, both of them, both of them, Gene? That's his name. Gene, something, something with the V, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's Botham, Botham. We all know Gene, so, yeah, we try to. Gene, Gene, I think they pronounced it John, honey. John, yeah, John, because it's his people from St. Lucia. Mm-hmm. So, John, that ain't do with accent. Let's let's not, not let's not. We're gonna we're gonna be respectful. <laughs> your, your accents are not good. They're always the same one. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's an island That's the right. That's the bad part. No, 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 See, no, no, no. see, no, no, no. Move, moving forward. Okay. Anyway, <clears> um, <throat> for those who've been living under a rock, uh, mm-hmm. he was what twenty six. Chilling yeah. in his own apartment. Uh, uh, the story is, is that she thought that she went to the wrong apartment. Come to find out, um, she's been complaining of noise complaints. Cause yeah, because she lives below him. Right. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. So now it's coming out. Yeah. 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 So I just waited. So apparently, there's been at least six neighbors that say that they heard her outside banging on the door. Open up. Open up. So, oh I personally think that it needs to be bumped up murder because that sounds like murder. I'm gonna keep it this way. Same thing. Wait, huh? Over the way. Talk about Stella. Sorry. That brain that was here. Right, right. Um, Question you asked me, I told him not to do. Oh, what? Okay. Go. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> we would not be going live. Ain't nobody gonna see it anyway, so. Yeah. Just come back and see it later. I mean, it's, it's a video. It's what? Okay. I'm not doing nothing. Let me put my. Yeah, we're gonna go. Let's see. That's what I thought you was asking about. Oh, no, we'll get to that later on. Because we're talking about. You finished what? What? Something kind of important. A little bit. With the way that things kind of happened these past couple of years, especially surrounding black dudes getting shot, I know that's not anything new mm-hmm. that's been happening. But I guess what's the difference between now and guess back back then when they used to just do the shit freely? Like it would have to make up a story or anything like that. Hmm. I think when they did it back in our day, there wasn't any. Um coverage, media coverage. Right. It's just another black man shot, you know. He must have did something wrong. He must have been a white woman or hmm. was driving with a white woman. I mean, it could be anything. This could be anything that would irritate them. And there's never any investigation. Just wow. bury your family. Right. It's a lot different than here. People are starting to, or have been for a while. Saying this is not right. <clears throat> yeah, because it's been going on since at least 1865, where the uh, the military industrial complex has been targeting our community and killing our men. And uh, the what was established by our generation is confronting the police. Hmm. <coughs> we uh, pioneered that, confronting them, <coughs> and we'll turning, um, confronting them in mass, in protest, not being afraid of them, um, even in many instances killing them. Hmm. So 
your generation are not afraid of the police. <clears throat> right. And we pioneered that to for our community not to be afraid of the police. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, our leadership led us that way. And so today with social media, we can we can do our own reports. You know, we're reporters. <clears throat> Take our phone and do reports and it goes viral. And um, but what I wanted to ask you three were how come it's difficult to put this one down? As far as what do you mean? Everybody's really, really, really upset about this one. I mean, we're, we're upset about all of them. Yeah. But, some, but <clears throat> this one. Yeah. Folks are really, 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 really upset about. I want to say because of the manner of how it happened, the fact that that. Of course, at the time when it first happened, the excuse was that she was in, her excuse was that she went to the wrong park. And it just didn't make any any type of literal sense to me. Even if you live in a high rise, you know what your apartment number is. On top of that, the door was not jarred open because in those, in those high rise, you have to have a key file mm-hmm. in order to open your door. And they automatically and close they automatically themselves. themselves. Right. So that was another lie. So I think all the things that at first came out, um, I think that really just pissed everybody off because this was... And we all knew it was a lie. Yeah, because we all knew it was a lie. This was shit. I feel like we were always suspicious anyway. But it was it was more... I don't know. This just seems like the straw, you know, that breaks the back on this one. Especially for Dallas, I would say. Right. If she was on the bottom floor, how could she mistake? That was her apartment. Well, the neighbor actually posted a video on Twitter where she because, of course... Um, the neighbor said that she could hear her beating on the door saying, let me in, let me in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she... Uh, been, and now Sean King and them said it's, they got six neighbors who will corroborate that she was banging on the door. She's beating on the door. So, so it was not a jar. It was not a jar, so that's a lie. Yeah. Oh um, number two, she demonstrated how the door the, the doors work in those apartments. You have to have a key fob in order to open the door. And then they close automatically. So her excuse as far as the door being a jar was completely thrown out the window because the door was closed. Right, right. So basically, which means he had to come to the door. It was like a hotel door. He had to come to the door and open the door. So right. her fact that her walked in and she walked in and saw some dark figure and she unloaded <clears throat> on him, to me is another false statement because he had to literally go to the door and open it. So either either like 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 you guys were saying that the fact that she was complaining about the noise complaint, you know, um, <clears throat> she, and she wanted to go upstairs and talk to him. Evidently, words were exchanged, and she felt like she had to unload on. No matter what this man said, period. He was he was first of all he was, um, he was in his house, he was unarmed. You know, she he could have said fuck you and close the door on her, but no matter what he said, there's not excuse. There's, there's no excuse for her to do what she did. Plain and simple. That's just my opinion. About it. I feel like there was the, to answer your question, like why this one? I don't know, cause like why Emmett Till? There was definitely other kids who got killed prior to him, yeah, mm-hmm. in more gruesome ways even. Yeah, but it's like those watershed moments where it's like that one that just ends up being the enough is enough, right? Well, I think with speaking of like with Emmett Till, what, uh, what I'm saying is that that's back then was the only one that really got. 
coverage. Like publicized? Publicized, like because his mom at the funeral had the casket open so they could see his face and how it looked. Mm-hmm. And what he did to him, right? So, I mean, <clears throat> maybe it's some things like that happened more back then that people actually gave him, you know, damn. But this this is like shit kind of not well shedding like different light on it because then so if this is the first generation that was like nah we're gonna stand up to the police then that means generation prior to you was a little bit more passive right they were right <clears throat> mm-hmm. they were but get along get along yeah Just surviving but but correct but not necessarily <clears throat> passive because. They were the ones who fought for integration mm-hmm. into schools because my generation was the first generation bust to white schools from black communities. So they did it a little differently, but no, by no means. I mean, uh, Martin Luther King was in my mom's generation mm-hmm. or their generation. Um, so like their 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 battle was their battle was different. Like they had a a different um, objective. Yes. Okay, so and it was it was it was for their children to have the opportunity to uh, be educated and to be American and to have the same rights as everyone else, which is still a challenge today. Right. But uh, uh, we, you guys, uh, <clears throat> my generation, we were dealing with our history and identity and who we were and the necessity of writing our own history, the necessity of telling our people we need to be organized, we have to be organized and take power and take control of our communities. And I think that your generation is establishing that. We were pioneers in it. I mean, as far as your identity is concerned and you being proud to be of African descent and those kinds of things, it's normal, like breathing to you guys because we instilled that in you. You know, you don't have that identity crisis like that. So uh, we did though. Well, we had to go and study about the history because it wasn't being taught in school. Probably still isn't. But uh, we had to um, read the history, study it. We went to Africa. We traveled the world. We went to Cuba. We went to all these other places and was like, yeah, the world is bigger than this and we belong to something bigger because we're not just Africans in America. Our brother who got killed in Dallas was not born here. But that's our brother, from where he's from. Slave ship went there. Yeah, you understand. And like the, the sister who and uh, that just uh, won the tennis match. That's mm. our sister. Osaka. Oh, Osaka, Osaka. Yeah. You know, that's that's our sister. <clears throat> and so um, we kind of uh, brought that into the fold. So I'd say we, we kind of pioneered that. My generation, my parents' generation, they are tired. My mom and father still here and they're real tired of hearing. This, this one was difficult for my mom too. I had to tell her to put it down. She was pissed for three days. That's all she talked about. She's like, I'm so sick of them killing our, our children. Our sons, black men, I'm, I'm tired of it. And Shambe um, gave me a word for her, just to tell her, Ma, you gotta put that down. And she was done. That's all she talked about. It was like a loop. So I'm just saying that to say, no, uh, each generation has in them, in their DNA, they have it for the time that they're living. Do hmm. y'all think that integration was a good thing? Uh, 
Me personally? Mm. No. Okay, because I'm on that. I'm on that stage. <laughs> I'm saying because back yeah. then y'all had teachers that looked like y'all that taught y'all about who y'all were. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I didn't have that experience, you didn't. Know, okay. But I did. Yeah, yeah. So, I didn't have that experience. But I didn't have it until I moved to Kansas City when I was living in Emporia. It was an integrated school. We talked about that here. But we, were, we, were we still knew our place, even though we went to school with the other races. We still knew that they weren't our friends. We still mm-hmm. hung with the other black children, you mm-hmm. know. But when I moved to Kansas City, it was integrated. So that was my first time going to an all-black school. And it was just unbelievable. I mean, you know, every shade of brown in the world, and they all were like me. You know, I could listen to, you know, the R&B, you know, without listening to the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Not, nothing against the Beatles, but, you know, it's just like night and day. Wow. <laughs> it's like night and day. We, me and my brothers, we just had, when we moved to Kansas City, it was just like our eyes opened up. Wow. Because we, we didn't know that there was a black radio station, mm-hmm. you know, because only music we got is if we were allowed to go to the joint with our grandmother. You know, we saw heard blues and stuff like that, but to listen to the Temptations and Supremes, it was just, we were just, we would just sit in front of the radio. Mother didn't even have to worry about us when she went to work because we were listening to music and trying to learn the words, you know, and everything. But it was an experience. My mom was talking about that last night. She, she, was, she kept, and I don't know, you know, we had a good time last night. So there were some things coming out, but she kept, she was, she met a, a, another lady there who was from, her people from Brooklyn? Yeah, they were Jersey City. Jersey. And they was, chopping it up and what did you say and we are the children <laughs> and we are the children of drug dealers and gang members and what like how did that occur to you I mean like other than just it what? being true but <laughs> to, to say it yeah like or to even like get to where you can tell somebody that and there's there because like everybody's not but well she was explaining to me that the police really harassed her family Mm. Uh, in Jersey City and I knew the police harassing your family like that you know what was your daddy doing and she said he was a numbers runner and I laughed and I said yeah I get you I understand because we are the children of of drug dealers and gangsters and her and I just just connected because it's true it's true Mm. in my life anyway but I never experienced that I was growing up even in my mom's generation Growing up in in New York, in Brooklyn, schools were always integrated. As a matter of fact, the uh, Europeans, who, who the European influx, moved into my parents' neighborhood because uh, my family was in New York for like, uh, I guess I would be born in Brooklyn, like the eighth generation. So we had an established. Um, um, uh, family there. Yeah. Bed Stuy. Bed Stuy. East New York, Bedford Stuy is in Brownsville. So um, when the Europeans came in. That's right. Bed Stuy, baby. I got street cred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I've been there once. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so all the Europeans came in, and New York had an educational policy. Everybody went to school together. 
and uh, my mom's during my mom's time they they filtered them into trade schools or whatever have you. So I don't know going to all black schools. I only know integrated schools mm. because the schools the schools began to be all black in Brooklyn once the Europeans started moving out to Queens and the islands. And my mom said, "No, you going to school with white kids so you can learn what they learn." So they went and fought the Board of Education to bus us from Brooklyn to Ridgewood, Queens. Oh, wow. And we, and, and the instructions from our parents on our first day of school was, if any white kid call you a nigger, punch him in the mouth. <laughs> and when they take you to the office, tell them, call my mom. She told me to do this and for you to give her a call. And that's what they did. And so our parents came to the school to discuss with them why their children did that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we had to do it often. You European kids, second generation from Europe, that's the first word they learned. It was nigga. And so we had to take that action. But our parents told us to do it. And if we didn't do it and they found out about it, we would get a whooping. Hmm. Because you're not gonna take that. So that's where that came from. That's right. don't come back in this house crying. That's the that's the pioneer. That's the pioneer. Yeah. But back outside and handle your business. Yeah. That's correct. And don't let anybody take anything from you. Mm. So, um, yeah. I wish I would have experienced that though, mm -hmm. but I never did. Yeah. I think my last year. In high school was the last uh, where it wasn't integrated. Right. I think 1970 they started busing everybody around. But but there lies the the non monolithic nature of our community, in the sense that that's always the discussion uh, amongst our people. Do we continue to integrate into the the system? Mm -hmm. Or do we independently build our own? Correct. Right. And uh, what we're seeing is the combination of the two. But that's been the discussion since uh, emancipation. But you see that with the issue that they've had with DISD. Uh, I don't know. I want to say it was about a year and a half ago where the kids just walked out because because their school was in like the horrible condition. What school was uh, it? What school uh, was it? Woodrow Wilson? It might have been. Uh, I remember but you see it that. Because it was trash. And, was and mm -hmm. you, you, I guess in a way, as far as now, you can see why um, black parents want to bust their kids to other schools is because of that type of situation. Because you're not going to see the kind of shit in Frisco and mm -hmm. Allen. You know, their you know, their buildings are state of the art. You know, but when you walk into, you know, some of the black schools and they have asbestos problems, you know, you can't walk in and breathe the air in there because you might fall out. You know, but so I can see what you're saying, you know, but it's like we, it's like to me, black parents nowadays, you know, who raising their kids don't really have much of a choice but to send their kids to, to, you know, to more integrated schools because of the situation with the the black schools that are in in, in the Dallas area. So it kind of sucks. Money type thing versus right. And DISD is so and, 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 and you're right. Um, my mother 
uh, participated in building a brand new elementary school in Brooklyn. And it was state of the art, had a kitchen, you know, food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. First day of school, and this is why she bust me to Queens. What they did is they ended up saying that they had too many children. And so uh, uh, the kindergarten, first grade, second grade was going to go half day. My mother said, what do you mean they're going half day? The white kids are going to school full time, all day. So when they did the half day thing because they didn't build a large enough school, which they knew how many children they needed to serve, my mom said, my kid's not going to this school. They going to Richwood Queens, where they gonna go to school all day long, like white kids. It's a similar situation. Right. And um, so, yeah. I was watching a documentary. It's a school district in South Carolina. Uh, and they talked about the difference between the two schools, like school with the kids' labs. You know, they had science labs and tech labs where they built robots and mm -hmm. COVID. And then the black school, you know, just do your regular. We ain't got money for this, we ain't got money for that. Lack of resources. Right, so uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to fix that. How do you, you know, because if you think about it, Carter and Kimball got money, right? Uh, DeSoto, I mean, you can basically say that's a, 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 primar a pr primarily black school. All the people you I give and take. That, Cedar Hill, too. Yeah, Cedar Hill, too. They went to DeSoto High, black Cedar Hill. But those are, you know, black well, folks were a little dumb. I will say without, without, because I don't know a lot about any of those schools, but I do know their athletic programs. And so I feel like that's yep. where money starts to funnel in. You got a successful athletic program, and then they start supporting it. And then maybe you can get some of that money into the school yeah, to do some other stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based on the popularity of the school. And, yeah. and it comes, that doesn't come down to academics. It comes down to sports. If, you know. <clears throat> sports to pay for the academics. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because, you know, 60% exactly. of most revenue from that are made from schools are going to the sports programs anyway. That's why the coaches are the highest paid, paid people in, in the school. It's not the person who's teaching teaching English that's that's one of the highest paid. It's the coaches who walk in with six figure salaries. Is that the the norm though? Because like I know like Allen has a whole state of the art stadium, but even before that, they already had money in the school. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I think Allen teachers probably get paid more than the DIS. Oh, I'm sure. Regardless, but. I'm sure the coaches are probably the best paid there too mm -hmm. because that's how they make money. Same in college. Is it like a correlation too though? Like the you know, black we good for entertainment. And so, if we can entertain, then we can get some dollars. But like, they don't have to entertain. Like, they're Frisco. When I remember when, uh, not even Frisco, uh, not McKinney, one of those northern teams first got a team. Like, they sucked, but they had better like everything than us. Just starting out the gate because they already had the resources. And it's like I think when like Mom's saying, like when it's our community and we're pulling together those resources, and you got to go through city council people and all that kind of stuff. And the city council folks are or 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 shady as hell. Yeah, uh, DISD is probably one of the most corrupt school systems probably now. There's always somebody getting fired for something or or embezzling something. Still or, kids though, like how you gonna sleep at night? <laughs> <laughs> 
You said you were in all black school, and then I know you've been in some organizations that's just all black people. What's the difference in organization when you're dealing with black people versus when you're dealing with white people? Because I feel like in both, people disagree, but for some reason, it seems like one group is getting results quicker and better than the other group who still, you know, gets stuck in disagreements. Did I just answer the question? Because I was trying to ask the question. But I mean, like, I was trying to, like... trying to answer the question. <laughs> well, all right. <clears throat> Thank you. Just so good. Okay. Uh, what's the next thing? Thank you. <laughs> so, I guess I'm from, from uh, both of you because uh, we moved from KC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm so yeah, I vaguely remember the movie. And y'all moved from the DC area here. Why here? Well, we went to Austin first, but uh, I don't know why we're here. But uh, what 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 was the cho- what, what was that choice like? That I believe everything that I know and have grown into or, or whatever to to basically come down to Texas. I think I just thought that it was, the grass was greener on the other side. Um, I was struggling with you three, and I just didn't seem to be getting anywhere, so I thought I would move up here and be close to family, and um, they would help me until I can get settled, you know, and uh, it was hard. It was hard moving to Austin. didn't turn out like I thought it should. Um, I felt like I was penalized by family that how dare I show up, which I did show up unexpectedly. So I'm sure they were in shock for quite a while <laughs> with my three young kids. And uh, I don't know. I just it's too right because I figured Carl was about your age at that time. I was like 13 or 14. I was like 13 or 14. You were 12. Was it 12? Yeah, man. Yeah. Something about that, that time, huh? Mm-hmm. I did, I, well. But you know, not to change such, but uh, the only time I've ever been called a nigger was in Austin. Mm. My whole life, I've never been called a nigger. <clears throat> this group of, of guys in a truck, we were crossing, just getting ready to cross the street to buy some ice cream or something. Very next door to drove by. 
can't call me a nigger. Bad to be a man. Yes. Yeah. Happened to me. Man. Same because I got, I got ran off a wrong throw by. That's probably the same motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know this truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same one. me off the road, uh, I was riding my bike back to the house. Mm-hmm. You had to be, he had to be 14, Ma. I think so. Yeah, because yeah. me and him are, are what? Almost 10 years apart. Yeah, 10, 10 almost 11 years apart. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think I was 13 or 14. Yeah, because we moved to what, 83, 84? 83. Yeah, I was 13. And we were living, you know, out there by Maynard. And I was riding my bike. And back to the house, and they literally ran me off the road and, and called me in here. Mm-hmm. I thought the fuck, I was like, y'all still going? Y'all can come back? Right. <laughs> we not done yet, you know what I'm saying? Of course, they kept they kept going, you know. But uh, they like mom, they wouldn't do that manner today. Oh, Maynard's night and day. Yeah, Maynard is so different. Yeah. 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 Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, they would definitely catch something later nowadays. But, you know, like Mom said, I, I didn't experience it either until, until we moved to Texas. Wow. You know. I think um, we forget that Texas is a southern state. That's what I try to tell the kids. You know, that maybe that's the way they see us, you know, especially where we were living. Yeah, because Austin was so different compared to the other cities. We just, we, we felt comfortable there, but we got not back into reality when it happened to mom, that happened to me. Right. Um, so, wake up. Like, wake up call. Yes, yeah, you know, this is where you at. We need the sound. It's never happened to me, but it's, <clears throat> I kind of got built in. Because I'll kill you. So, <laughs> I'll snap your neck. I'll snap the dude you want to call. Not like hell. What about you on on the the move question? I was um, saying that my mom and dad retired here to uh, Dallas, Texas, and we were coming to be around family because most of our family was either in in, uh, New York or California. The closest family we have is in California. And we moved here in 1998 to be around them. And um, I wasn't struggling. I sold some stuff and had some money. And uh, me and Mashambe just took a nice leisurely drive from Baltimore to Texas. We had fun too. <coughs> Although he slept half the way. But he, he was 11, I think. 11, 12, 1998. Okay. I was going to be a freshman in high school, okay. so I definitely wasn't 11. Ninth grade. He was going, he was going to ninth grade. Yeah, right. I think I was 14. But Mishambe went to uh, private schools until the ninth grade. He, eighth grade. He, that's right, you went to... Um, Falstaff. Falstaff for the eighth grade. He begged Falstaff me to go to public school. But he, was a, he went to black, uh, 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 black schools. <clears throat> he didn't have an experience with integrated schools. Well... Why the high school wasn't integrated. Um, we, we were the integrating class. You were the integrating yeah. class. That's absolutely yeah. correct. And so that was the first day of school. He came home and said, Mom, what's wrong with them people? And I said, well, let's sit down and have a conversation about that. <laughs> well, let's talk. You know, we talked and he took that. You know, walk with it, but um, he hung out with the other what three, four black kids in the school. 
Man, we had like I think it was like eight or nine of us in the in my freshman class. Yeah. And it was, it, I guess the class is probably like three hundred kids, something like that. Yeah, tight though. Oh yeah. 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 That's that's a yeah. J D and, and and Udo and stuff. We still chop it up. Yeah. Um, we had our one table in the cafeteria. That was it. That was our land, so to speak. And we all knew each other, and most of our parents knew each other, so this is what it was. Yeah, a little small town. It was a, it was an adjustment. I'm a city girl, and we living in the country. So um, I hated Texas the first two years I came here, but in retrospect, um, I've grown quite a bit here, and I'm glad I made the trip. I'm glad I moved here. And because I'm blessed to be able to help my mom and dad now, who are 90 and 92, uh, it was the right move. <laughs> really was the right move um, for us. And Mashambe going to a man here. And uh, you hear that, ladies? <sighs> you need to grab some money. Into a man. man. That's all man up in here. Okay. <laughs> ready for an, a new adventure with you guys and you guys came along with me willingly you know and I'm glad that you had a choice <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying here I remember the car we had I remember the car we had it was a big green tank green 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 machine, green machine and if overheated it would spit out the side and hit other cars and shit you know people look at us all funny I'm sorry yeah the car just spit on you sorry it is what it is you know but we went back to KC briefly and then we came back yeah, yeah. oh yeah I did yeah, we did yeah, we did yeah and we all hated it but see it was, me, it, was, it, was yeah. it wasn't such a it wasn't such a it wasn't such a great we moved from New York to California. First chance I got, I got out of California. Well, I went to, uh, we lived in LA. I went to I went to school at our college in San Francisco. First chance I got, I got out of California, moved back east. I lived in Washington, D.C., married and shopping. His father had him, blah, blah, blah. We moved to Baltimore, Maryland. We lived in West Virginia for a stint. So I'm not so patriotic. And uh, I even uh, went to Africa looking for somewhere for me and him to live. You know, I'm not so patriotic, nor, uh, and I think that that the the most devastating move for me that I can say now was us leaving New York City. You know, I still I still think that bites, and I I went through a process of saying, what if we would have stayed, you know, in New York, but um, that 
took my joy away and devastated my life for many years because of the way we had to leave New York and go to California. And I never liked California. California never moved. I can't I like to visit and leave now. My family's out there, but uh, I like Dallas, Texas better than I do Los Angeles, California. <clears throat> so it's, you know, turned out to be a blessing. Just so y'all know, that ain't what she was saying last night at Fuel City, where she, you know, Fuel City at 2 a.m. is pretty lit. She talking about, oh, we had more than this going on in California. And I was like, where's all this? What is the competition coming from? You was trying to get some tacos. She was flexing. She was flexing. Yeah, she was flexing. Music playing and folks dancing. I mean, we had a whole lot going on in Jack in the Box. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. What do, what do y'all feel like? Because um, uh, both single mothers, like, what what do you feel like was most challenging thing as far as raising, especially? I mean, you have a daughter, but like raising black men wherever you were. You know, I didn't think of this as a challenge. Um, they were just my sons. I knew I had been raised by a strong black woman. She was single also. And I just tried to do the same with them. The only problems I had with them was when they hit their teens. Mm. And it seemed like I didn't have as much influence on them as I thought I should have, you know. And I guess they were filling their oats and mm -hmm. you know, trying to chart their own path. And yeah. I still wanted to be a part of it. And I still do meddle. You know, I try not to, I try to meddle too much, but... What's that? Nothing, mother. <laughs> but it's hard sometimes being... You know, she got me already. <laughs> I'm the first one. <laughs> I knew it was going to be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it for your mom. Who, who, was, who was tougher during their teenage years to keep a, a handle on? Courtney. Mm -hmm. No, Ted was sly. It's not surprising. Ted was sly with his stuff. R.B. Charlton. Smooth. Yeah, but Courtney, I think Courtney, you know, he was the middle. <clears throat> and uh, he was... <laughs> He was special. I, could, I mean, I don't know. Children. Yeah, not that Teddy wasn't because Teddy was my rock. He he helped with the kids a lot. Babysitted, uh, mm -hmm. you know, during the summer when they were out. He hated it. He wanted to work, you know, but he was that was the only break I had was to pull him out of daycare and and have him uh, take care of them while I worked. But there was something about Courtney. But he was trouble since daycare, huh? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's true. It's probably true. It's probably true. Yeah. He's seeing something else. <laughs> Let me tell you about the time he shaved Megan's eyebrows. Oh, oh yeah, let's man. get it. Let's get it. That was hilarious. Yes. He used to watch me put my makeup on. Okay, and he would see me pluck my eyebrows. And sometimes I used a razor. And I guess he took Megan in there and set her on the toilet seat and wow. proceeded to, he had one eyebrow gone by the time I thought, these, they're awful quiet. <laughs> 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 
that's not way signal no more. One eyebrow off of starting on the second. Megan got to listen to this she loved Courtney and she let him do anything, you know. <laughs> and um, we still think to this day, though. Hey, yeah, me, me and Megan always yeah. been that way. Uh, Took a whole eyebrow. Yeah. Shit happens. <laughs> I, just couldn't I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was in shock. <laughs> you know, yeah. Can I draw her? She was, she was, she didn't, she didn't care, you know, right. didn't bother her, you know, but, oh my God. How old, she didn't know no better, huh? She's like five. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Here's a cool story number one. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know. 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 Pumping brakes. You remember the green machine, those little, what do you call them? The little tricycles, the big wheels, what's the, uh. Yes. Well, we lived on this street in, in, in Kansas City on the Missouri side and um, it was uh, <laughs> at the end of the corner was a convenience store mm-hmm. and I would go and sit on the, on, the, on the stoop and he would ride up and down the sidewalk. Well, I probably had a book so I wasn't paying too much attention. I felt he couldn't get into any trouble. He would ride his green machine down to the convenience store, go in, open up the ice cream freezer, take out what he wanted, jump back on his green machine and go! <laughs> So finally, I went into the store one day, one evening, and he was with me. And the guy said, "Are you his mother?" I said, "Yes." He steals from us. <laughs> <laughs> he walks in, grabs his ice cream, and runs back out. And he was well, up to no bed. How old he was you? like oh, eight, maybe seven maybe. or eight. <laughs> So take it. Yeah. That was out. See? Oh my yeah. God. That's how it started. You get away with it, you start yeah. to think, oh, I'm good at this. He was so spoiled, guys. He was the only <clears throat> child until he was 10 or 11. Right. And so uh, he just thought that was his due to do whatever he wanted because not only me, but his grandparents on both sides, his aunts and uncles and his dad, they spoiled him. I was spoiled as hell. I, I, I remember just like during the holidays before Courtney came. Before Courtney came, <laughs> Christmas, I sold up. Yeah. Uh, Christmas, man. Man, Christmas, I. Yeah, me being the only child, you know, because I think, I think, I think, you know, I think Kevin was along, but, you know, he's, yeah, yeah, uh, so it was really just me, and, like, Christmas time, man, especially when Star Wars came out, I had every Star Wars figure, Mm. everything, and the funniest thing is that, you know, you know, the toys you get, you get hand-me-downs and shit, I gave out my Star Wars stuff to Cordy, and you know, Cordy is a little destructive. <laughs> and like, you know, Sounds Princess like Leia lost her head. Princess, Princess Leia lost her head. Why are you destroying uh, the figures? Yeah, you know, Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker lost his legs. Yeah, you know? it's like that ain't even the movie. Yeah, Millennium Falcon was full of I thought Millennium Falcon was full of mud. 
he had just thrown it somewhere and it was muddy and something like wow. that. I'm like, wow. You know, just little kids, little kids gonna tear it up. Yeah, like, so regardless. especially one like you. Because I wasn't that bad. Don't don't let them don't let them. I can believe it. I can believe it. I mean Tell us the Mashavi story. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. That's not yeah. that's not really uh why we're here. We focus on the yeah. things that we're we're you know what happened to Donald yeah. Trump? You know <laughs> like, you know, he's doing some things. <laughs> some things. <laughs> some things in the White House. <clears throat> mm. Good job. Just like we talked about. Okay, okay, he broke his arm, you know, things like that. I don't, I don't, he, Mashavi, y'all, he was cool. He really was. He got in trouble cursing in school. He went to a Christian school, you know, and the kids wasn't supposed to do that. And he was, I don't know who he was cursing at, but he was cursing at somebody, and they called me to the school, and they didn't paddle him because that's what they did in Christian schools, and they called me to the school, and they said, Mashavi was cursing today. And I, and I said, oh, shit, the poop don't fall too far from the tree. And they looked at me. <laughs> you know, they, they were like, huh? I thought they were going to put him out, but they didn't, you know. They really didn't do it. I mean, things like that, Mashabe did. But Mashabe was, he was cool. I remember. I wonder when that changed. Whoa. <laughs> out of line. line. I remember when we were living, gosh, I think it was on West Baltimore Street. I remember, because uh, whatever one where we had the bathroom downstairs and upstairs, and the downstairs bathroom was out of commission, and her, uh, my mom's boyfriend's son, Samri, he was up in the upstairs bathroom. Basically, I, I was trying to get in because I had to go, and he basically was like, I'm being here for a while, bro. And I was like, so I went downstairs and I couldn't use the downstairs bathroom. So this became an experimental moment where I was like, I gotta pee really bad. So where'd you pee? And I wanna know what happens when liquid goes into the electric socket. Oh. So, I combined it two, you know, it was for science. It was for science. <laughs> oh I remember when it was, cause I was a kid, you know, you thinking you, got this like you smart and I remember when I was doing it the light shortage like that and I remember my mom came downstairs and was like what are you doing <laughs> and I was like what? I had to go to the bathroom but he's in the bathroom like I didn't have to tell on myself I just <laughs> ended up there she found out like I peed in the corner and I think I got a whooping I'm pretty sure I got a whooping just trying some stuff <laughs> you did I, I got I got hit with multiple objects. Oh, my mom was perfect with shoes. She's a shoe ninja. Yeah, that's where I got my food. That's where I got my baseball arm from was from her. Well, yeah, we ninja. Mm -hmm. I, I threw a fan at him. <laughs> I, just, I just lobbed it like a basketball, hit him right in the back, and he went down. <laughs> that's right. A whole box fan. Oh, I did. And it laughed. Afterwards, I, I was appalled. I was appalled. <laughs> <laughs> like mothers aren't supposed to laugh at pain like right. that. He was a but I was running from her. 
So I, had, I ran. Wait, hey, hey, I ran. I jumped over the couch, right? And we had a tile floor. And as soon as I hit the ground, my plan was get up, run to your room, close the door. It, like as softly as you can, get out, cause you still can't slam the door. Mm-hmm. But I had the back door in my room, and it was like as soon as I landed, I went to come up, and something hit me in the back. <laughs> and I fell flat on the ground, and it hurt. And I was like, it hurt. Because he was, he was, you put it on the floor. He's gonna come off that stand again. Yeah, Mustafa was doing that bucking up stuff as a teenager. Oh yeah. I guess. I no, can't. no. I'm gonna tell y'all the thing that tripped me out about it was. From yeah, I see it from my optical point of view. Mm-hmm. She was across the room, mm-hmm. so when something hit me in the back, I'm like, she ain't that fast. She a Wolverine, like right. she just jumped on my back. So I couldn't figure out what it was. I love it. And then when I realized it was a fan, I remember looking at her like, who does that to their kid? <laughs> and, she, and she starts this maniacal laughter, and it just sits down and like crosses her leg and looks at me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I was confused. I didn't know where we go from here. I was like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still say to this day, the hardest I've ever, I've ever been hit, man. The big fights I've been in is by my own damn mama. Mm-hmm. Heavy hands. I don't know. I don't know what I said. You might remember this because we were living out. We were living off of She wants to say which time. Right. We were living off Northwest Highway. They had just moved to Dallas and. Eli was supposed to be getting ready for school or something. And she was telling me, come on, get out the restroom or something like that. And I either said, I will, either either fuck or shit. She came into that restroom. Didn't say nothing. Smooth as shit. Didn't say nothing. Just bow. <laughs> <laughs> right to the side. <laughs> Caught me and then I tried to kiss the uh the, oh, the shower curtain. Uh, no, the uh, shower curtain on the towel rack. Uh-oh. Took the whole towel rack with me. <laughs> She called. She called back me. Um, um, when she called me sneaking in, sneaking into. Uh, uh, I was out late uh, with my friends, and and I came in through my bedroom window, and she cold cocked my ass, and, and that's and uh, honestly, that's the hardest I ever. She, she yes, she did. You popped me right on top of my head. So you can get in. I'm sure it was. No, I, I had unlocked it before I left. No, you know. And then, you and know then I, I told Cordy to, to, to be lookout, but Cordy, Cordy fell asleep. But you know, I, would, I wouldn't have done it. I'd have tortured him. I'd have let his ass out there. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, like, hey, Yeah, I told him. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but I think by this time it was real late. I want to say it's like two o'clock in the morning. I should, yeah, should, I should have been home. Yeah, yeah so he was sitting asleep. in the room waiting. Yeah, the light was the, uh, the light was off. She was good at that. Man, yes, 
Yes. You guys. I mean, even even when we got older and we would go out, and uh, there are times when we still were saluting, living with her, she'd be waiting for us when we got home. Just make sure we got home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she popped me. She cold cocked my ass. And uh, again, like, like Corsa, that's probably the hardest any person has ever hit. That's probably the scariest moment in life, for real. Like, it, the light to come on and your mom was sitting there. Right there yeah. right. There's nothing scarier than that. You like. Because you ain't got no excuse. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, that's when I was going to high school. Uh, so I want to say I was like maybe 16, 17 years old. She, she called cock by ass. I'm like, damn, yeah. mama. <laughs> I was old. I came home at 6 o'clock in the morning. I used to bother to come home that night. She was sitting there. But I was 18 already, though. But still, you still was strong. Well, Michelle didn't know that I'd be standing outside the door. Because we lived in, in the country, <clears throat> Lake Levine. And he'd go out and he had to come home at a certain time and I'd be standing right outside waiting to see them lights coming over that hill. And if those lights wasn't coming over that hill, I was getting in my car to go find him and he had better be making that right turn. But he really didn't break curfew. Really? Yeah. No, Shami didn't. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I told him when he went to high school, yes I did, I said, listen, because I was working in corporate America and a lot of the parents were having problems with their kids. They were giving them cars and motorcycles and they was going to get them out of jail and all that stuff. And I came home one night and I said, listen, Michelle, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want them teachers calling up here about you. I don't want no little girls coming by here about you. I don't want any drama from you because it's going to stop me from going to work and making money to take care of us. So, you start that, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to bury you in the backyard. Now, I'm telling you, we in the country. There's cows over there and there's horses over there. I'm going to bury you in the backyard. Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> the wily police are not coming looking for no little black kid. Accurate. And I'm going to tell your grandmother that I sent you to your father. Bruh. And I'm going to tell your father. We don't have it like that, so no, you can't see Michelle. She, she said it with a straight face, too. Because, you know, you'd be like, maybe this is part of some joke. Joe Ryan, you know. And I'm, and I, and I'm warning you now. The first time that happens, this is what's going to happen to you, brother. And I walked away. Yeah. This is the kind of trauma I had as a teenager, just so y'all know. Yes. All the listeners, the trauma. The trauma. Because at some point, you have to, like, m- mentally... Terrorize your kid, <laughs> and then I, I say for me, like when and when she said that, the only reason that because you know you'd be thinking our oh, moms are talking, but because she had carried through on stuff she had said before, there was always that little bit of like mm-hmm. she might kill me, <laughs> she might kill me, right. and I don't want to find out. Yeah, well, so I, I, I gotta figure out if I can't figure out a way around it, I just ain't fucking with you. And he, did, he figured out a way around it because he did stuff I didn't know nothing about. He told me later, man, I used to sneak out the house. I was like, <laughs> you know, he he did his thing. I just didn't know because I would have did that. <clears throat> I got hit too. I got hit several times. Oh, yeah. And I always felt like, because I could see the veins in my mom's hands, that it was like extra power. Right. Or something. Like, super, super yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, you don't look like, especially you getting bigger as a teenager. So you like, nah, I'm be all right. Because you know, I hit dudes at school, we play football, whatever. Them hands had like some vibranium in them. Fast. Like, fast. Boy. I hit yeah, them hands I'm going to sometime now and he'd be like this. And I'm going to 
I'm glad y'all can't see that. coming back I think we were coming back from church and I had to be like 16 something and we was going back and forth and you kind of know like you got that threshold where you got to kind of shut it down because you about to get punched and what I realized though was we were cutting like going to the house this is long single lane road and we were right at the top and I was, you know, bah, 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 just talking. And she kind of started to slow down, and I was like, oh, it's coming. <laughs> so I'm smart, right? I was like, I got this one. And she said something, and I said something else. I crossed the threshold, and I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it, right? And she slowed down, and then she breaking that head. I, I saw it. It was like the Matrix. It was slow motion. I saw that hand go like this. <laughs> Nigga, I hopped out the car. <laughs> Cemetery. I was like, she just drove off. I'm talking about like, like close the door and just drove off. I was like, and then I thought about, it, I'm like, how the fuck am I getting the house? So when I thought I was winning, I was not. It sucked. I was like, I should have just took that punch. I knew it was coming in. Take it L. I know I'm gonna get crying tears. I remember that night. <laughs> what were you thinking when I jumped out the car? <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya. I mean, I mean, at that point, we I, I, we don't want you. That's like that. I'm gonna deal with you. Yeah, in teenage years. Yeah, man. But you know, but I, want, I want to say this. I don't know if this has been your experience, but when when you have like a son, because I don't have a daughter, uh, you have a son, when you have a child and you're a single parent, and they have like the sensitivity to that, they tend to try to make your life better. You know. Um, they tried, well, Mashambe did that for me. He really tried to not put any more pressure on me than necessary. Right. A lot of times. He did, in retrospect. At the time, I didn't get that. But he did, he did, he, he, he really did do that for me. And I think, I think um, single parent uh, children kind of sort of do that, so. I mean, I guess I'm Did you experience that? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, well, not we are. Uh, him necessarily. I understand. What you about to say? Like, yeah, I've done that, yeah. and then she's like, no, no. The only reason I'm such a good cook right now is because I had to come here. Because we're all okay. So. meal, the one meal you guys cooked for me. I came home from work, and they had dinner waiting for me. I was begging. I, I was, was begging. I know what you're talking about already. That's what you I was so impressed. We didn't know. You know we I, didn't know. I was right. dreading. I was trying she to drive. She had dinner solo? Because I had to drive no, we two, buses, right, two buses home. Your mama talking. Tell me. And, uh, <laughs> 
I walked in the house and, oh, the, and the table was set and <laughs> we had sloppy oh, jokes weird. and they had cooked everything and they had everything was ready so we sat down and I and Kool-Aid was wonderful. I, mm-hmm. I drank the Kool-Aid and I thought, oh, this is the best Kool-Aid. Who made the Kool-Aid? I think Courtney said, well, you know I made it, Mama, because he was a Kool-Aid person. And then I said, well, is there any more? And I don't think there was, I think. And so then I got sleepy. And I couldn't figure out, why am I tired? I know it had been a long day. But they had put wine in the Kool-Aid. Babe, no way. She said it was you. No, it was her. I didn't even know she did it. I didn't either. I didn't either. I didn't either. I didn't know she did it, but yeah. Oh my we God, all were all We were all up on that night. Yeah. Oh, 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 lit. We all lit sleep. We all lit. mistake on my part. It was. Um, I didn't know any better. Because I was like, yes. I know it. He don't know what I'm cooking. So, look, guess who's going to stop? I was young and dumb. I ain't never said that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't advise anybody to do so. Mm-mm. I don't know what. He, he was, I, mean, yeah, I don't even know why, where it came from. I, I was feeling myself. I have no idea. But it was a blessing to me. Yeah, it was, it was a bad move. That's why now when I be getting like home cooked meals. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They touch my whole heart and soul. I'd be like, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Whoever made it and whoever their ancestors are. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. <laughs> For real. He come over now and say, you hungry? Yeah, I can eat. Okay, this one, he going to ask what it is. He just eats it. <laughs> I've learned. Yeah. I'm grown. Hard lesson. He used to also rebel in the sense of saying that he was in prison. You didn't let me go nowhere. I'm in prison. And I used to say, go on down there to your jail cell that has your, what was it, Super Nintendo? Sega Genesis. Sega Genesis. One of them. Your television, your CDs, (laughs) and your music going in your jail cell. You are absolutely right. You are in my prison because if you're not in my prison, you're going to be in their prison. And I'm not coming to see you in prison. So I used to tell them. Is that true though? Like we actually went to prison because well, you say that too. You would come. You would come we mean it. We, I mean it. You gonna come see me? No. Anticipate what you did. If it, if it was, if you didn't really do it. The crime. You were in under false allegations. <laughs> you know that means that that she believes there's a potential right. that you absolutely <laughs> did. <laughs> Yeah, you and your own brother. Oh, I'm making that trip. I haven't searched my ass for it. 
Because if I come, I'm going to beat your behind in front of everybody. Wow. I'm going to whoop you. Wow. That's not what I need for my prison rep. See? That's not, that's not going to help me in here. So, you know, they had to do that because he was running with the uh, little spoiled kids of... Uh, the yeah, white, man. The white kids in Wiley, and he used to come home spending the night. And I used to tell him, "You back home? You not one of them? <laughs> we don't live like that. We don't have that attitude. So let's uh, get it together." Uh, and some uh, just look at me like, "What is she talking about?" <laughs> yeah. They be talking to their mama any kind of way they want to. Man. They had three uh, 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 Genesis and... Oh, they had all the new, the new they hot had shit. cars and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, look, bro, that's not our reality. So don't even come in here with the attitude. I thought the thing that was funny was like when you're around them and you expect... Because you've been around, you know, your people or whatever. So it's like you expect certain things and then you'd be like not seeing that. It's kind of like a culture shock. Like if we would go somewhere, like I used to hang out with a man, a couple of white kids, mm-hmm. and they wanted to go somewhere. They had to ride. It was like, hey, we finna go, and I'd be like, oh, you told your moms, and they just be like, fuck that. What you talking about? Get in the car, and I'm like, oh, you can oh, do that, right? Oh shit! I said, oh, let me get my ass in the car. I didn't know we was rolling like that. I didn't know y'all was a thug life in this. <laughs> Man, yeah. So then, yeah. When I go back home, you know, you be thinking about like, I'm finna walk out the door. I ain't get to say nothing. Where you going? I'm going to the mailbox, and I'll be right back. Just gonna see if we have anything. You know, yeah. Yeah. Did you you want something before I go to the mailbox? (laughs) (laughs) Not finna die today. Should change real quick. Man. From uh, was it pops? You know, spending time with pops, and she was she would tell me, give me, you know, just feel like don't don't even say nothing, say nothing like that. Yeah, I got the you know same what I'm saying? Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had yeah. to clear all that shit up before I even got yeah. before I even walked through the house. No, no, he didn't get in the car. That was yeah. clear. Up. I was telling him that coming down the steps. Yeah. Look, we going home. You with me now? You didn't have that time. Yeah. In the program, I feel like going to school tomorrow. Specifically, <laughs> black moms are really good at saying things because they're prepping you for like you got to change your mindset right now. Like even going in the, the store. store, right? Oh, yeah, the store, the store speed, the, the store speed, the store speed. Be where I can see you. Right. Give you all the rules before we go in because if you break shit over. <laughs> She wouldn't beat us in front of, in front of white folks, but if we, <laughs> <laughs> if we did something stupid, they go for so we get in the car. So we got in the car, we, you know. Mm-hmm. That, oh yeah, the, uh, you just get that look. <laughs> the mom look. Oh yeah, the mom look. My, my mom look was my mom biting her lip. When she bite her lip, I knew I was finna get hit, and I might want to just back down from whatever I'm doing. <laughs> Like she, cause she'd give me the speech, but sometimes you're thinking you're cute, you know. So I, 
you don't ask for nothing or whatever, but she didn't. She clearly didn't know there was gonna be gummy worms on this aisle. <laughs> and I need to just let her know, like we should definitely get this. And I'm like, can we please, 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 please? And before I finish my question, she start biting her lip, and I'd be like. Can I help you push the cart? Right. Like, let me just get off of that and figure something else out. Yeah. Do we get broccoli? We definitely need broccoli. <laughs> Let's get the vegetables. <laughs> right, right, right. I love those new shoes. Yeah, yeah. That new hair looking great. You looking great. You smell wonderful. Time to back down. That's where you was headed with it. That's amazing that her and I did the same thing when, when y'all came from the dads. That, that's absolutely yeah. amazing. See, I had that problem. That's another podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all need to have that Courtney. Y'all need to have that. His daddy died in the Falklands. In the who? In the Falklands. The Falklands. Yeah. Word? That's what you told him? Wow. Wow. Was still that your dad died the Falcon War? Oh wow! I'll tell you that all the time. And you were a kid, and Marcella. Oh, really? Yeah, and you were a kid because you know you really you. Were and that's part of the reason why I had that imagination when it came to my father. Because I used to tell kids in school, you know, when they had like daddy, son, donut day or whatever. Oh, my dad lives in that way. Exactly. He couldn't get his helicopter to come through here. Today. Yeah, today. Wow. today. Yeah. But he's gonna pick me up this weekend. Yeah. Y'all yeah. watch. Yeah. And no, I was sitting my ass at home doing nothing because he was out chilling and partying and bullshit and whatever. It's excuse right. for us, but yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't pick that up. That responsibility. Yeah. Did y'all did y'all feel like uh, dealing with that part of parenting where dads make those decisions? Did y'all ever go through a time where like y'all blamed yourselves or felt like, or was it always like he just not responsible? I definitely didn't blame myself because I you know I had the choice of whether or not to have Courtney and Megan, you know and. When I made that choice, I knew they were going to be my responsibility. I knew that right from the beginning. And every once in a while, you know, his dad would show up with some pampers or something, but he wasn't, he wasn't a dad that uh, came around. And definitely when we moved to Texas, you know, that kind of squashed everything. Something about us moving to Texas that just, just, just blew their mind, I guess. <laughs> I don't think he thought well of me when I did that, but the kids didn't see him that much as, as it was, and he definitely didn't help. Mm-hmm. And I was struggling in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't helping. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, we, I remember we had an old family there. We had, you know, over and up. Yeah, Grandpa was living with us. And, it was a mess. Uh, so Uncle David and Uncle Mike that was staying with us too. It was Uncle Mike. Yeah. And I think David was thinking about it. And I had the three kids and then my dad. And it just got, I just got overwhelmed. Right. So right. I just started selling stuff. Right. I guess they looked up one day and the kids were gone. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I moved out of, uh, I left uh, Maryland. I left Maryland. Two weeks. If it didn't fit in the car, it didn't come. <clears throat> but in answer to your question, I just I just had the mindset that it was normal. 
I just had the mindset that it was normal. It was nothing broken. Didn't nothing need to be fixed. There was nothing missing. And we were a family. Mm -hmm. And this was our family. Mm -hmm. And it was okay that this was our family. Um, as far as his dad is concerned, <clears throat> uh, Mashabe was really, he has, he has a father wound. But he, 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 he carried it well. He managed it well. Um, and I didn't make it an issue. You know, he didn't hear me talking about what somebody did or did not do. That became kind of obvious to him at some point. But I didn't make it an issue. I just told him, your father loves you. Yeah, he loves you. Your father loves you. Well, why can't I go see him? Because at 12 years old, I, I stopped Mashambe from seeing his father, 12, 13, 14, 15, for about four years. Because I didn't want certain influence he had on him. So I had to just withdraw him from him. And when he was 16 years old, let him go. For them to build the relationship they were going to build. But until then, I had to, I think between 12 and 16, the whole masculine and what a man is and all those kinds of things, his father would have messed him up. So I, just, I just kept away from that because I didn't want him to have that black man bravado, uh, false pride in him. I wanted him to be kind of who he was, healthy. Not that, you know, an angry black man, let me put it that way. Because that was my goal. I didn't want to add to society another angry black man. And the influence of his father, he would have been another angry black man. What you laughing at? I am angry. <laughs> As his character, you know what I mean, y'all. Y'all know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to go through all that, so. Yeah, my mom was, was you know, uh, my coach, she took me to all my baseball practices and and, and we would cut off the ump if I struck out looking or, you know, um, would take me to practice and she would take me to practice and then we would, she would throw balls to me and everything else and, you know, so um, she definitely, you know, uh, stepped up and, and assumed the role, you know, um, um, with us and everything else, so, but I think y'all had mentioned earlier about, about, um, single parents as far as 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 men growing up in, in a single parent family or you know kids or whatever I knew that she struggled and there, there were times you know where I wanted to go out with my friends or, or go get a job during the summertime and I know that I couldn't do that because you know I had to watch the kids because I, I would see when she got home how tired she was you know what I'm saying so um, yeah, there were times when I wanted to go out with my friends, this and that, or, or you know, do things for myself. But I knew that I had a responsibility, you know, for uh, for making a coordinate to make sure they were taken care of. Mm -hmm. um, and I figured out all oh, that should have come later on. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. that didn't that didn't bother me at all. I mean, they drove me crazy. He wasn't the best babysitter. I wasn't. I wasn't. He was driving me crazy. He was driving me crazy. Cash was on there, like doing some pivotal times. Hey, I out the house. Put you out. Not very long. A little bit. Thirty minutes. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it was like half the oh, bears like that. It was like 30 minutes. It was driving me crazy. I was like, get out. Get out. Yeah, they go hard. They go hard. a lot of fights between the Oh, all the time. All the time. But if anybody, anybody must with us, it was three against one. You know. And we had some crazy ass neighbors next door, two little badass kids. Oh, Megan was the. The ultimate. It still is. It still is the ultimate See, instigator. She's not here to defend herself. She's not. She wants to do a sibling podcast too. So. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. But yeah, if anybody else with us, you know, we didn't care. We were fighting five minutes ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it'd be three against one. They they they'd be some trouble. You know, I remember the, these two little back kids that lived next door to us. And you remember when uh when you can do the the order the uh, the taste for a penny. You sitting like the, the uh, 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 Columbia. Columbia. Oh, Columbia. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I was waiting for them tapes and them tapes, and they never came. And then uh, couldn't find out. I think I mean Courtney found out. Either Courtney made find to me. Courtney Walter said, "Man, they got your tapes. Who got my tapes?" <laughs> <laughs> two of them, two little badass kids next door. I ran over there. I was like, "You be get my motherfucking tapes." <laughs> Challenges. Nobody. Yeah, I still don't. I mean, Court was the biggest kid on the block anyway. You know. <laughs> you know, it's not I mean, not many kids really mess with Courtney. You know, you know, it was like you know when you walk in the, into the prison and, and you fight the biggest dude there. <laughs> 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 so I mean, he got tested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with the new when the new kids were on the block. You know, they knew that. You know, Courtney ran the block. <laughs> so it's like, like then when I got older and then into like gang shit like that, that was just a totally different, different thing. I remember when they brought my mom to school. Uh, it was like eighth grade, and they told her that I was a uh, I was a crip. That's the worst shit in my life, dude. I never seen a look in her face. It wasn't like you know. It's like disappointment and like scared at the same time. Mm. Yeah, I was like, okay, no more this shit. <laughs> you say, I was a crip. I was a crip. I was a crip for a little bit. Yeah. A, little, a little time. Not anymore. <laughs> but I mean, that, but that, that reputation carries because I mean, still to this day, folks still know me as 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 that some parts. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But I like, guess you know can't get out of it. I just disassociate. I started hanging around some of the cats that I was hanging around with. And then a lot of motherfuckers got shot. Yeah, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that's the consequence of that. Yeah. That's, that's usually how I was when I was a teenager. Like, it's like, we all good and stuff. If people gonna fight, cool. If people start talking about bringing out guns. I'd be like, man, look at the time. Streetlights are all good. Streetlights are all good. I would be down for the robbery and shit. Like, normally, y'all know I'm about that life. But, uh, <laughs> you ain't gonna believe it. Somebody stole my damn gun. Stole my damn gun. <laughs> I had it on the wall. 
I'll be back. Oh my god. If y'all can wait, yeah. I, you know, I, I'll be right back. Oh yeah, I gotta go. Okay, I understand. <laughs> oh my god. They didn't do that shit. Damn, man. You know, and he was, he was in eighth grade, going to public school. I was coming home from work. Got off early. I said, I'll meet Mashabe. You know, he's getting out of school. And I'm driving down the street. And it's this little light-skinned cute boy walking like this. You know, and his pants are sagging. <laughs> Yo! And I, I went on by. I went on by. I went on. Nah, you gotta tell so no the rule though was you weren't finna do all that sagging with me. So it was like whenever I was out of visual range, then it was time to be with the homies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we had to do the car. So I parked the car and stuff. I stood I just did like this up against the car. Just stood. Shame came over the hill with that walk. And he froze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see it. This this was the the equivalent of, of turning on the lights and mom sitting there. You like, uh oh. I was thinking that I, my mind was like a computer trying to go through so many different lies. Oh, like, where? <laughs> friends or to be you know accepted with them but when I'm getting my ass charged up and beat ain't none of y'all niggas around so I was like you know what fuck this fuck this yeah we're not gonna live a lot because it wasn't even the junior high school we live in a Jewish neighborhood even the junior high school wasn't about that and yeah he come trying to be about that that's right and it wasn't true that's right you should have seen me in D.C. <laughs> you would have thought I had had about three or four bodies on me in D.C. Had bandanas, sagging, yeah, walking them streets. It was all the way up until uh, people on the block actually tried to fight me. Then I was like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> it's not really that serious, guys. Anybody want to grab some tea? <laughs> you know, some crackers. Yeah. I ain't got, it's my dad's house. He got some ramen noodles. what you get away with. Somebody threw Mishami's toy out in the street. Shami, I'm gonna go. I said, Mishami, you gonna go in the house? Cause it's not. That's not you. You really is. So I put him in karate. It's not. It never has been. But I put him in karate. 
so he could defend himself, and that was a good thing. Yeah, because I had to fight my brother all the time. He was in judo. He was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that, that I feel like that was it was never like a, for me, my mindset was always, I ain't got to fight. I could think of my way out of this, like easily. And I think everybody around me knew that. Like even my sisters, they were all older than me. Because I remember in D.C. when I was doing that stuff. <clears throat> All of a sudden, I was out with my, my sister who was closest in age to me, Anika, and we just had all these people all of a sudden roll up, and we was looking like, the hell? And then this little kid, like they made a circle around us, and this kid came, and he walked up to me, and he was like, yeah, that's the one that was saying blah, 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 and I'm looking like, I've never seen this dude in my life. And my sister looking like, okay, I kind of know what this is. And I was standing on the curb, and the kid pushed me, and I fell like on my back and then my sister was trying to step in and they was holding her and then my other my uh my older sister Tendai she came busted through that motherfucker like just pushing niggas pushed the little boy down my other sister grabbed me and took off running and like as we you know running all I see was they jumped my sister which was bad cause she went and got my dad's gun and then was walking up and down the block threatening you everybody why, you see why I hate <laughs> I, I kept him away from that don't you mm-hmm, yes I <laughs> it was good times <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it was always entertaining because there's certain aspects of our culture that is not cool. Mm. And sometimes we get caught up in that. Right. There's black people, black culture, and it's all good. You know, it's not. A lot of that is not something that you want to experience, have your children experience, because it is black culture. So, mm. Y'all have any... Uh, Advice for mothers raising kids. I mean, it's 2018 now, so it's a little different from the 80s. Yeah. I mean, as a single parent, yeah, it would. My advice would be the same. That there's nothing wrong. There's nothing broken. Nothing needs to be fixed, and there's nothing missing. And that is your family. And you raise them to love your family and to uh, respect your family. And if you build a foundation of trust, because <clears throat> there were times, and I, I did this when he was young, I would tell Michelle, look Michelle, you and I have to have honesty. We have to have honesty. You cannot lie to me, because it's me and you, and we're dealing with that world. You in school, me at work. So, when I would go meet his teachers, or they call me to school, I'd tell them what's going on, what happened, and he would tell me, and then I can deal with it at school. But don't let me walk into school and they tell me some stuff I don't know about. And you did. Because then, I'm gonna whoop your behind. And you gonna be on punishment or whatever have you, you know. And uh, so, establish that with your child. Teach them to understand that you have their back. And uh, don't lie to each other. Just tell the truth. And then I'm wrong. And so the way she got around not lying to me was I would ask her questions and she said, I'll tell you when you turn whatever my next age was going to be. Because she knew I was a boy and I was dumb. I wasn't going to write nothing down. <laughs> they ain't going to work with girls. 
girls write stuff that my daughter don't remember. She don't forget shit. So I can't do that with her. I gotta figure out another tactic. But that's what she used to do. Like no matter what I asked, if I was anything where the honest answer was gonna be like, whoa, she right. was like, I tell you when you turn eight, and I'd be like, all right, watch, yeah. watch when I turn eight. Watch, <laughs> turn eight. Don't remember shit. Just you know. Yeah, and it took years for me to figure out that that's what she was doing. Damn, that's sad. Damn, mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think the most important thing is not not to be ashamed to be a single parent. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes it's just the way chips fall. That's right. And uh, just raise your children as best as you can. And love them and care for them, keep them safe, and know that you know that they're yours and that they'll always be yours. And I don't know. Um, hopefully, they'll grow up and to be good, good, you know, grown people. That's um, <coughs> kind to other people. I always stress that. You know, I used to get on all the time. I heard them call somebody stupid. I hate that word, stupid. You know, and, um, look out for kids who maybe didn't have as much as we did or had a disability. You know, just that's so why I instilled that in them. She used to correct our English English all the time. And the one of the funniest thing is that when I was working at Marshalls, uh, my mom used to call in. You know, to the child, talking on the phone sometimes, and you know, my mom has you know perfect diction when she talks, and so of course they associate that, associate that with with talking white, and um, so I, they thought my mom was white. I could not unconvince them. So she walked into my house one day, and I said, "This is my mama." You know what I'm saying? You know, and she ain't white. Yeah, she ain't white. You know, the reason uh, I couldn't play baseball as a kid too. She was white, and it was a black team. <laughs> That's amazing. And the guy pissed her off. What oh, word? That? What is that? Oh, that was. Oh. That's a big one. Yeah, that ignorance. Wow. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's just ignorant. Is there a. What's my question? Oh, so is there a way. Well, one, do you both as mothers feel appreciated? And is there a way that we can better, like, show appreciation? Uh, let's go ahead and get an answer on this end first. Just moved us. <laughs> 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 I, 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 this shit don't even bother me no more. Like I said, 
I seen his ass more than I seen my own. So. <laughs> they would surprise me and say, you know, this or that, but, and I might give them a hard time to find out there's, there's somebody like here that I like and they didn't mention, and I know they knew that that person or that group was here. You better be following people on IG now. No. I do now. So. Now I know. <laughs> I want to go see Anita Baker. Yeah, yeah. When does that happen? Anyway, yeah, yeah. The songstress. No, I know her songs, but I don't. I don't know. You know, when she was on TV the other night, she was kind of weird. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure she's bipolar also. Word? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> that music industry is deep. Um, <laughs> this mic is known to cut off sometimes, just so you know. <laughs> but you probably, that's probably why you gave it to us. No. Because it could <laughs> cut us off when we were saying something really thoughtful and thought-provoking. Oh. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, one of the things that happens with with single parents is we set, we deny ourselves a sacrifice. <clears throat> we do. We deny ourselves. We don't. We we don't. We didn't ask for anything uh, for ourselves. I think that um, that's part of her saying. I don't really ask for much, but I wish you guys would offer. You know. That's kind of like how we, right? Mm-hmm. 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 But um, I only always wanted Mashabe because I've learned to ask now. So I had to learn how to ask. So I pick up the phone or send him a message, go blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I asked. I'm pretty satisfied these days. We had our moments there a little earlier. That was kind of tense, but that's part of him, you know, getting in his life. But I'm just really glad he's taking care of himself, and he's a good father. And I don't have no issues and no worries in regards to him. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing he did for me. It is to stand up, be independent, and not be an issue for me. Yep, yep. <laughs> So, and I ask him when I want something. Ask him. You say, people Bryson coming to town. Can we go? That's what I did. I said, I'm doing such and such and such. Will you be my wing, will you be my wingman? And he was like, when is that? Yeah. You know, he mm-hmm. matter of fact, he sometimes he chases me and goes, Ma, come on, let's cause he knows I won't necessarily take myself to the movies. Come on, Ma, let's go to movies or something like that. So he spends time. So, y'all, uh, I, I'd like to suggest that you call them 
and tell them what you want. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, some things, some things for me, me and her uh, come naturally. Some things, you know, for me and her come come naturally. Like, like I said, the movies, the movies and stuff like that are, you know. I'm buying two tickets already. Right. You know, you know. So, to me, that 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 comes uh, unsaid. But like Cordy, I ain't hear about people Russell's being there. I had no idea. Ooh, boy, they they they, they yeah. taking that she one told, hard. She, she told me. She told me the people was here when we were driving home. I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. With uh, the guy from LTD or. Jeffrey 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 I'd be like, let's, but let's stop the story after, like, whatever y'all did after the dance is forever y'all's business. We can talk about the dance. Who made you? Mm-hmm. All purpose, <clears throat> not a mistake. When she, when she, we talked about having a podcast. Are we gonna talk about sex? I was like, <laughs> no. You do those things, right? Just like that. We understand how we got here. Yeah, my mind just shuts off when I'm We met somewhere and we were talking about the one out last night. And Sean made the mom don't be blocking. I said, I don't know what you told me. Don't you be blocking me? He said, Mom, I cannot have that conversation right now. He went, got the car started off, went on about his business. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Did you block her last night? Absolutely not. He did. She, she pimped me out to every woman in the place. Yeah, I did. And then tried to block me. No, I didn't try to block Yes, she did. Oh, no. Low key. We don't try to block, do we? Oh, wow. That's Man, a good point. There wasn't no try. No well, try. Moms know. Like, every time you bring a girl home and. He chose the wrong one again last right. night, y'all. <laughs> I'm done. They, they, they know I'm done. I got nothing. They know I got nothing. They I'm out. I'm out. I'm out on this. I'm looking at the right penny and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Again. They know. Uh-huh. They know. You bring that friend home. That nigga. Boy. That's a, that's a good question. What What is it about the women that we bring around that y'all like? What? signifies to y'all like uh, nah cause I remember so back in the day I would say uh, with some of my exes my mom's thing would be like well does she come from good people like I guess that's kind of like a standard type thing but what are some other things that you notice about a woman that makes you feel like nah you can't be with my son hmm. 
you look like you ready for this. <laughs> I don't know about uh, that. Well, <clears throat> when you first lose your virginity, we hate them. Amazing. Yeah. We want to yeah. throw them off. We want to yeah. throw off the balcony. That's the emotion. That's the emotion that we have because that was your first time, and you are no longer our sons, and you look at us differently, and you treat us differently. When you have sex with a woman for the first time, you look at us differently, and you treat us differently. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just natural. Okay. There ain't no intellectual explanation as to why. It's just that's natural. It's okay. So beyond the first time, person though, like if I, I don't know. It's how it's, it's, it's that it's that we connect and vibe. Because two people that you were involved with, I became very good friends with them. Yeah, my mom collects my ex-girlfriends, just in case y'all didn't know. I don't know. collect them. She but collects I, them, like I, Pokemon. I, yes, she does. I don't collect them. Which I one? just want to connect those uh, two of them. Yeah, the first one before I got married, uh-huh. and then one after. Well, it wasn't not really a girlfriend, but she still collected them. Yeah. We, we, Situationships. We became, we became friends, and if we connect, <clears throat> even though it's through having a relationship with him, it doesn't mean that we disconnect because you and him ain't... Yes, yes, that's exactly what it means. That's what it's supposed to be. Sorry, no. No, my ass is coming around. No. Well, I don't know if she, I don't know if she connected like that. But um, it, it, it certainly puts a strain on the relationship, and we don't like talk every day or anything like that. But I'm cool with you still, and you still cool with me, and they understand that too. So do you like go out to like lunch or something with them or something like that? Not recently. Not, not recently, okay. No, the first one I had to help her get over him. <laughs> had had been operative work because you, you didn't have to do on. anything. And yeah, yeah, she, you know, she's all right. That was a stalker. So you did he made the wrong choice with taking that the one instead of the one he did. I think you? he made the wrong choice with who he married. Ooh, wow! Bump. That's what you was going. <clears throat> as a result of that union, so I really can't have an issue with it. Right. You understand? But I did. I had a problem with that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So yeah, I collect. <laughs> 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 I collect. All right then. If I connect with human beings, you can't tell me how to disconnect with them. I'm sorry. Did, have you connected with any of their significant others? Not really. Um, you mean like after they broke up and stuff? I mean, just like while they were with them, like you felt like they were really cool, you can get along with them. You could even be like, girl, we're finna go shopping or something like that. No. You know, as long as they were uh, happy, I just took a step back. You know, yeah. um, <clears throat> with, with Ted, uh, with Yasna, uh, yeah, we. Really connected with her, we were sad when they broke up, mm. and uh, we still talk about him moving to Canada and Jesus. being a part of her life. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing: Uh-oh. don't be bringing them home. Yeah, I learned that lesson. Yeah, that's on you, man. Don't, not, not unless you, unless you, uh, you know, serious, but. 
on the human side, it's important that when you connect, you know, every connection ain't supposed to be your woman, intimate other. Some people you connect with in your life because they're bringing something to you or you are to receive or give them something. It's like, because a lot of times we'll get caught up in that when we meet, you know, a brother or a sister, it's like, you know, you the one, or we gonna hook up like that, or we gonna be intimate like that, and that's not what everyone's role is. Men and women are not put in this world to be in a relationship with you of that intimacy when you meet them. It's not their function and their role. And then when you get on, and when you do that, you end up in a cycle of relationships that fail. Because did you marry someone else's wife? Or did you marry someone else's husband? So you do believe that there's uh, like a person for everybody type thing? Is that what you're saying? Or there is, you're not supposed to get married. And just be single. Forever. And, and be thotten. And be what? Thotten. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. There are those who are never to be married. There are those who are never to have kids. And you can marry someone else's wife or husband. Interesting. Interesting. And so in most people, if you were divorced, you married someone else's wife or husband. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. I think we had a conversation earlier. Yeah, because we had that conversation mm -hmm. It's not that complicated. You did. That's what you did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but wait, you didn't answer. Okay. And some people can have two wives and two husbands. Wait, what? Are we talking polygamy? No. What are you talking not about? Not at the same time. My mom met my stepdad. When they, they grew up together in New York. He married someone, she married someone, they both passed away and they rehooked up and they stayed married for 33 years. So they had, they were married to other people. So you can have more than one wife or husband in your lifetime. However, and they wasn't due to divorce. But when you pretty much divorce somebody, yes, that's been my observation that you marry someone else's husband or wife. And I can attest to that with Mishambe's father. But he wouldn't be here right. without it. Right. You understand that. That's 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 that. Mm. I always try to feel that I always be a good second husband. <laughs> I Second time around. Yeah, that's the that, charge. That's the one. Second time's a charge. When we were married right. before. That's, that's when you met your wife. This is my conundrum always, though, with relationships, marriage, and all that stuff anyway, is that you're an evolving person. You're always changing and learning. So who you are at 25 is not who you are at 35. Exactly. So it's like, in some way, dating is always that process. It's always trial and error. It's always... You're you're getting to experience me now. I don't feel like it necessarily means like I'm not going to be your husband, whatever, wife, whatever you're doing. But it just might not be the time for it. 
and then five, six years, like you're talking about with Nana and Grandpa, like, but then later, then that happens. And then I also think, like, just because you stay married doesn't mean it's successful. That's right. Because you can be married for 40 years and not just fucking hate each other. That's right. right. That's absolutely right. That's, that's, that's my number one fear, to wake up every morning next to somebody that I just really can't stand your ass. Because <laughs> we got, you know, kids. Yeah. Or responsibilities and whatnot. Like, I can be single and paying your ass child support and so whatever. You know, mm-hmm. and, and a hell of a lot more happier, more pro, but yeah. happier. And that, that ends up being the choice. Like, I, I think that's the thing that, that, that scares me most about getting married is that <clears throat> getting out of it. You know, is is costly, heartbreaking, and then just super annoying. Like, and then if you got kids, like I gotta deal with your ass for the next eight well, more than because your kids don't stop being your kids. <laughs> Uh, it's a sticky, <laughs> sticky situation. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, the fear. It's just, just, you know. Yeah. I run from that. Like, marriage, like, who? Me? Me? Really? I'm good. I'm good. Like, me? Sometimes I wonder if you in court, you in tell not married because of me, you know, being a single parent. No, no, that thought is going to cross my mind. I, I think me, so me, for me, is more so seeing my friends and what they've gone through. Like I have more friends that are divorced uh-huh. than I have that are happily married. Mm-hmm. I have more friends that are unhappily married uh-huh. than I have that are happily married. Exactly. And it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's, I guess what you see on TV and whatnot also and, and read about is like, why would I want to put myself through that? Me and Roger went to our class reunion, and, and the first night we went to, we had a uh, meeting at a bar, and I want to say probably half of the student body showed up that, that graduated that year. And everybody that I talked to um, whom were married and or divorced were not happy. <clears throat> not happy. They was like, and they and they were very envious of the fact that, because first thing they asked me, Roger, are you married? No. You have any kids? No. Man, wish we wish we could live your life, you know. And it goes because they got married so early in life, and now they're unhappy, you know, with their life and and the things that come with it. So that was a blow to me. Um, that if I'm gonna do it, then I'm gonna make sure that that it's hopefully it'll be the right person. The <coughs> um, and I don't want to go through what they went through. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, that was a, that was a shock. I was like, damn, everybody. Oh, it's, it's it's tough, but it's like crossing the street by yourself for the first time. It's like when them you've heard of people getting hit by cars. You may even have seen it or you know know somebody who did but are you just gonna not cross the street ever because of that right exactly so you just you're chilling on the curb you're chilling on the curb like you know i'm good yeah. this curb is actually kind of nice <laughs> I got hit by the car once. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, 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 it can be 
devastating getting hit, you know, when you cross that street, but like it's part of life and then you reassess and you keep going. That's yeah. how I feel at least. That's correct. And it, and it's tough because well, it's tough because uh it it like you do want to make the right decision, of course. You want to make the best decision, but again, you're evolving and changing. Like so, you're talking about joining your life with somebody who's gonna change. You're gonna change, and the way you guys feel about each other right now can change. Right. That's that's. That's what I was talking about. That's oh, how it I go. <clears throat> right. And can it will. And then, like, that's part of it is like you guys either find a way to evolve together, like intertwined, or change and you go your separate ways. But I also want to say that I, I do research, <clears throat> family history research, building a family tree, and every generation since 1817 is in the United States of America. It was always. You know, aunts and uncles who never got married and never had any kids. It is a natural phenomenon. <clears throat> but because everyone has been brought up, I believe, on the old uh, wives' tales that there's somebody out there for everyone. Mm -hmm. You gotta have kids and, you know, create a family and make that contribution. That's not necessarily natural. Even in my generation, I have I have nieces. Um, <clears throat> I have in my generation first cousins who never got married and never had any children. They had very productive lives. They yeah. went and did the things they wanted to do and travel and you know pursue their passions. Um, but what made it difficult was us. You know why she ain't never get married? You know it was all. <laughs> Therefore, she, she never got old. Therefore, so -so -so. if she would learn how to do uh, you know, this happened in the family and whatever have you, and that wasn't the case. And I used to say to her, in error, I'm gonna pray for your you to meet your husband, uh, and she would just she would accommodate that. But I was praying in error because that was not her path. <clears throat> that was not her reality. So we make it difficult for folks, pressing them into getting married and having kids. Mm -hmm. And and that's not that's not our place. Because that's not everybody's role, function, and process. Right. I still get that. That's not natural. Isn't it, isn't it, but so isn't it natural to some extent as a parent to want grandchildren though? No, I, I don't No? You good? I'm good. I think I think I think uh, my nigga Mason no. pretty much killed that that noise. Oh yeah, that's sorry, done. This area, no. She's like I'm good. But if they weren't <laughs> right here, no. What the uh, who still don't feel that way? If who wasn't here? Like if you didn't I'm have a I know. So if you were not, and if you were not, would you? Do y'all y'all never felt that before then? Like that? Man, I'd love to have some grandkids. Nope. You know, if it happened, it happened. It wasn't a mo it wasn't a pressing issue <coughs> or desire in my my mind. Yeah, mom never, never pressured any, any of us to. No, never was trying to get over that. raising three kids and hopefully they wouldn't move back in with me. <laughs> <laughs> can y'all say it? We did twice. Yeah, we did twice. And it's like 
now I'm I'm okay, you know. Mm. Right. <clears throat> no, and I, and it's I, I've been a parent all my life. I've been a parent since I was 18. Mm. You know, it's just like, when do I get a break? Yeah, man. Never. I'm telling you. <laughs> you record <laughs> it. Never. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. What about you, Blackhead? <laughs> You know, so I, I, I just, I just feel like that, that, that truth needs to be lived. That's the natural truth. You always see that one couple, even the even the couple, like the one couple that, yeah, they got married, but they never had kids. They seem happy as hell. Because you know, as a, as a child, you were, you were a burden. But that's not that burden, but you know, cost your parents, you know. Yeah, they had to know, sacrifice right, things. Money and had to give up do certain stuff. things. Couldn't yeah. go to school, couldn't do this, couldn't do that. Had to live in this area because you had to go here, and you know, gave your mom, you know, gray hair or whatnot because of the things you did. And, uh, so you know, like. <clears throat> yeah. But I, I wanted to have Mashambe. He made, he was, I, he was, he was. I conceived him purpose, on purpose. But I've seen women who were married and did not conceive, and that became a, a an obsession of theirs. They just had to have kids, and it was all about them having kids. And they were productive, and they were happy in their marriage. But because they didn't have that kid, they was just so obsessed. And I was like. But you, you let this rob you of your joy and the things that you can do in life. Why? Because they want to have kids. They're obsessed with it. They don't want to go and, you know, raise somebody else's kid. Yeah. What I'm saying is like society puts that pressure on folks. Very true. Hey, if you don't have kids, the first thing they ask is what's wrong with you. Right. That shit all the time. Right. And how come you're 33 years old and you ain't married? What's up when you're 48? What? What's wrong? Right. Yeah. Right. What's wrong with you? Why not? There ain't nothing wrong. I chose saving my money and spending it on shit that I want. Which in reality is a really strange thing to ask a person about, right. like when it comes to like asking them, well, when y'all gonna have some little ones. You're essentially asking when y'all gonna be fucking unprotected. Right. You know. It's like, <laughs> do, you, do we need to have that level of intimacy? Yeah. That's just Yeah. That's interesting. Y'all have any uh, parting words of wisdom you care to share? I mean, you guys have shared a lot, so it's been good. We haven't embarrassed you guys too bad. Nah. He remembered all the stuff. I didn't even remember. That's right. That was really good, Still telling on myself. I think that I would, I would say to you guys that you know, there's a lot of information out here, and you guys have the information. Mm -hmm. And I think that we'd like to run with you. And what we what we have is wisdom, and uh, to learn how to how to tap into the wisdom of those who came before you, 
because your mothers and your fathers are here to run with you to help you establish what you need to establish. And uh, we know you don't need information, but we know you need wisdom. And we have it. Tap into it. Any parting words? Any parting words? No, no parting words. This has been nice. We've been trying to do this podcast for a long time. Mm -hmm. I think you guys didn't want to because you were afraid of what we would say. Guys or guys? Guys. All three of you. All three of you. I ain't never scared. Well, yeah, you was because they just asked me straight out on Facebook, this is what we want to do. And I was like, they ain't said nothing to me. Well, that's all the time we have. It's been a great show. Thanks everybody for coming out. <laughs> I don't recall. I don't recall. I've been on board with this from the jump. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> Me and okay, you say it without laughing. We brought it up. Your son the opportunity that day. Me and him was laughing and fooling around about the podcast. So we wanted to do a podcast with you. We was talking about it. And I said, really? So why was you against it? Yes, yes, why? yes, why, sir? Um, <clears throat> I felt like it went against the very name and nature of our podcast because we, we ain't found shit, but y'all trying to come over and actually find shit, so we didn't need to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're right. We, we, we found some shit. You're right. <laughs> I thought of that. <laughs> Mike too. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no, folks. I guess we'll go ahead and call it a wrap. I think we've been talking for like a good two and a half hours now. Really? Wow. Uh, Time be flying when you're doing this. Such loss. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we usually do it. Now, why do y'all podcast so long? Yeah. It's easy to to just zone out and just talk. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I got some shout outs for some new listeners. Uh, mm. um, Jeremy, a guy at work. Appreciate you. He's a new listener. So right, he, loves, he loves the podcast. Appreciate the love. Uh, Kenna, thank you. Uh, Kenna, Kenna. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. And, uh, yeah. Um, and appreciate the love and everything else. Uh, yeah. She was telling me uh, she's on a plane <laughs> to, uh, and just laughing her ass off the whole time she's on a plane, on flying. So That's what's up. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so we'll try to get as many as we can every, every week. You know, yeah, season two. Season two. Season two. Start this shit off. Yeah. 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 I'm assuming we're gonna do a similar podcast eventually because yeah, that's about. gonna be insane. Yeah, that's, that is. Yeah, and uh, uh, just keep on listening or whatever. You know, I don't care. <laughs> oh, See why we don't have to listen. See, we gonna do it regardless. Of. <laughs> I mean, we are. That's true, man. We gonna do it regardless. Of. Yeah. This is cathartic for us. This is true. Yeah, it is. This is really cathartic for me, too. Yeah, it's funny with the things that come out when you put a mic in front of you. Mm. 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 <laughs> 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 <laughs>
this up. This has been we ain't found shit. We ain't found shit. We out this bitch. Peace out. Peace. <laughs> Yo, what's good everybody? It's your boy Court. You know what it is. Um So you've been listening to the episode for a little while and you're wondering why am I stepping in? Well, got some news to share with y'all. We talked about it on a past episode that we're gonna be offering a subscription tier for people who want to get extra material so yes, there's yes yes there's two ways to basically subscribe uh you can subscribe through uh acast plus or you can subscribe through patreon uh five bucks a month cancel anytime uh yada 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 i know what the deal is so yes we do basically with that you'll get uh, exclusive content so you'll get bonus material from that day's episode uh you'll get never before or never seen or whatever uh, material I, like I'm not going to show you my junk but I mean know. I uh, guess yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean let's, you know let's, let's, let's not go that yeah far. I mean you know but what you will get is uh, keys to immortality yeah. I mean if that's something that's important to you chocolate chip winning cookies winning lottery numbers yeah we, uh, we had that too you yeah. know yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know how you're doing in life, but if you want to be rich, hey, I, I, I'll even give you your, your horoscope or whatever. Call me now with a <laughs> again. <laughs> Subscribe, five bucks a month. Two ways to do it: A class plus Patreon. We in this thing. This is we ain't found shit. We ain't found shit, but y'all definitely found a way to hear us more. I guess. Exclusive. 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 Exclus